0: Welcome to Vital Life Connection with Oren Rudolph. Discovering in Christ to love the life we live and learning how to live a life of love. Well, the time has come for our first interview series on the Daily Life Connection DLC. I just want to introduce it before we get into it. What you're going to hear is an interview, a nine part interview. With Christy and Patrick Ingram. I'm going to break up this interview into nine parts. That's what I've done. Uh, We sat down and we did an interview over a period of a few days. I'm going to, I broke it up into nine parts just to keep the interview portions a little shorter so that we don't have an hour, two hour, three hour long interview. So you'll notice that I have broken them up into around about 15 to 20 minute segments. But each segment has a specific message, a specific area that Patrick and Christy talk about in their marriage. This is a phenomenal, fantastic interview. And I want to encourage you to really listen through every one of the interview segments. You will find so much treasure, so much power in what Patrick and Christy has to say. They have been there, done it, and really bought the t-shirt. And I know even if your marriage is strong, if your marriage is weak, if your marriage is anywhere in between, you are going to gain so many amazing truths and amazing principles. And you are also, I believe, for many of you, are going to be encouraged by what Patrick and Christy have to say. So without any further ado, I want to go straight into this podcast and the interview with Patrick and Christy Ingram. I have some special guests here today, Patrick and Christy Ingram. We'll get into it in a little bit later, but let me just share that many years ago, I, I've i known Patrick for a long time. We've actually kind of drifted apart over the years through different churches and uh, different areas. but. One thing that stood out for me with Patrick and with Christy was me and Patrick were going on a fishing trip, and Patrick just shared his story. And as you know, that's what this podcast is all about, people's stories. His story blew me away. And I want everyone who's listening here today to really experience that story from both of their mouths. I only heard Patrick's side. I'm sure I'm excited to hear Christy's side near all the places that Patrick lied to me about and I'm just (laughs) uh, I'm just kidding well firstly I want to welcome Patrick and Christy Uh, welcome guys I so appreciate it for being on uh, my podcast uh, today. and so I think we're going to get straight into it today because uh, well let's start with just make it simple tell us a little bit about Patrick or Christy either one of you can go first just a little bit about yourselves where you're from what's your accent because I don't have an accent you guys do do and so, you yeah, know,
1: so I'm South African. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I, I, I'm born and raised in uh-huh. East, East Texas. I don't have an accent either, do you? No,
2: and I'm also born and raised in East Texas. So,
1: yeah, we've been here or uh, close to this area for our entire lives, here or in the mm-hmm. Dallas area. Yeah. And so, um,
2: have not lived outside of Texas. Yeah. So, um, we've been married since 1994, and we have four children. And they are 22, 21, 16, and 10. Three girls and a boy.
0: Wow, very cool, man. So that's why you're looking a little bit less of hair there, Patrick.
1: <laughs> yeah, just a little less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so uh, uh, like Chrissy said, little man and three sisters. You know, it's been a, uh, a wild ride the last 20 Two years now. That's 22 years. Absolutely. It goes fast, doesn't it? It does. Lift your eyes. Wow. Wow.
0: Mm -hmm. So you're both from East Texas then? Yes. And is that where you guys met here in East Texas?
2: Yes. We actually met at church, Uh uh, at Cornerstone Church in Longview, Texas. Both of our families were attending there, and we met at that church. Mm -hmm. Um, Dated for a couple of years and then got married. I'm now a stay-home mom. In a mm-hmm. homeschool, so I have two kids that have graduated, obviously, but uh, we have two that are still in school. And Patrick, he works from home, and he also is in outside sales, so he travels some.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I have worked from home pretty much my entire career. Been in outside sales for uh, I don't even know how many years twenty two years plus. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you know, it's it's a luxury and a challenge at the same time uh, when you're homeschooling kids and trying to. Work from home, it's an interesting dy- dynamic. There's never mm-hmm. enough room in the house for that.
0: Mm-hmm. It's been a blessing for both of you to be able to mm-hmm. kind of st- at least work out of your home. I, I know a lot of times it's 9 to 5 or people traveling. Right. But both of you at least have been a chance to be with your kids, right? Yeah, it is
1: a blessing. It's a sacrifice too, which sounds right. kind of kind of funny. But when you work from home and in the, the uh, industry that I've been in, which is interior design uh, and the building construction business, mm-hmm calling on architect design firms, contractors and such. There's not really an open and close. The contractors are, are reaching out on them pretty much almost, not around the clock, but you don't punch in and punch out. Right. Mm-hmm. So.
2: Uh, they go on vacation with us.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you better leave your phone, really.
2: But it, it's nice because when he does travel, we can take our books and go. Right. We do school in the hotel, so it's nice. Yes. So um we're not stuck at the house sitting at a table, but it's been a blessing. I can really see where it's been a blessing because of just being able to protect our kids from a lot of the stuff that a lot of families have to battle.
1: Yes, yes. Um,
2: influence from outside sources and and just growing up really fast. I grow up Rise. really fast at school.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, one of our kids decided she wanted to attend school in the third grade, so we sent her to a, a small uh, charter school, and we checked it out, felt like it was safe environment, and it was led by good people that love the Lord, and still it was... So rough. <laughs> it was a rough year, you know, third grade, and you know, they're telling her you, you shouldn't be playing with dolls anymore. Yes. You know, I mean, like, you're your Wow.
0: Kids. Yeah. You know,
2: I mean, like, come on, be a kid. Be a kid <laughs> as long as you can be a kid. You got plenty of time to be an adult. And
0: so. this world, the, the world demands kids to grow up so much quicker because mm-hmm. uh, you've got so many influences coming in yeah. from your television and the screens and yeah. all the other stuff besides. So, you guys got married. Uh, how many years have you two been married now for? Since 94. Uh-huh. Um, and, of course, it was all, uh, you know, smooth sailing, really oh yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. The princess and the prince. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. It was a, it was a
1: romance.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you, Christy, um, when you got married, did you have any kind of, you know, dreams, expectations of what marriage would be like?
2: Yeah, it's actually kind of a funny subject. I think every little girl grows up dreaming of the wedding day.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Um, Nowadays, they probably all have a Pinterest board already. You know, it's like everything's already picked out and it's kind of like the day sort of becomes the goal rather Uh than the lifetime relationship. And I think because of that, these girls are going into marriage expecting this um, Cinderella story, and they don't realize that it's not about the dress or the event. That there's more that comes with it. Right. And so uh, the, the fairy tale books they make guys out to be these charming guys that are on a horse, and they never say anything wrong, they never do anything wrong, and they're just there at your beck and call. And it's really not fair. And for years, we wouldn't let our kids watch princess cartoons or you know read the storybooks because we felt like for me it gave me this false sense of reality of what life was supposed to be like and what relationships were. And so when he messed up, it was like, well, you must not be the prince because you just messed up and that's not the way it's supposed to be. And this wasn't the way it was supposed to go. I think it just kind of fills your head with some expectations that aren't really realistic. Over the years, we've kind of like changed a little bit in our thought process of watching princess movies because we've, got a better understanding of how God sees us as his princess right and how you know he he accepts us and receives us the way we are and you know just like in the Cinderella story um gosh, in the last couple of years the Lord used it to speak to me about my own personal self because she said I I'm not this perfect princess. I'm just a, a common girl. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, Will you accept me as I am? And he said, I already have, you know and right. just, you know, just being who you are and coming to God who you are and it just we've learned so much over the years and just trying to teach ourselves and teach our kids okay, there is a princess story, but let's get the rest of the story. You know, let's get the real princess story. And we've actually uh, have a book that we purchased, you know, when our girls started coming into teenage years, and it was called um, The Princess and the Kiss. Okay. And um, it's a book about the princess that has Mm -hmm. this gift that she's saving for her husband. Uh, And it's a special gift And how all these suitors come and they want the gift. Right. But she won't give away the gift because she's saving this kiss for her husband. And it's such a great book, and we grew up—you know, our kids grew up with mm. us reading that to them and teaching them: you are a princess, and you yes. have a gift for your husband, and right. and and just getting rid of that distorted mindset about perfectionism, and you know, you're supposed to look like a Barbie doll, and the husband's supposed to be perfect and ride on a white horse and never mess up because it really sets you up for failure if that's what you're expecting.
0: Absolutely, I and and I guarantee, uh, you know, for my listeners, the princess and the kiss—that's what we're doing with our girls as well. We've you know, she went through with my youngest and my oldest and now we're gonna be starting to do with our youngest. So it's a great book. Uh, and it's that happily ever after syndrome, you know, but what they don't realize mm-hmm. is happily you can be happy ever after, but that doesn't mean lack of issues, lack mm-hmm. of, you know, problems. Happy ever after can be in spite of the issues and in spite of the problems. With you, Patrick, what were there any expectations with you going into marriage? Um, typical man expectations.
1: I'm gonna have my boat, right? I'm gonna be able to fish on the weekends. And are you gonna come with? (laughs) It wasn't much. He really had
2: it wrong.
1: There we go. There we go. I was trying real hard at the time, you know, to seek the Lord. But you know, uh, yeah, I mean, it was if you want to call it typical man kind of stuff. Uh We were young. He was
2: just looking for a better looking fishing partner.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We were young and, and dumb and. And, uh, we did a lot the wrong way. Right. And, and learned that, um, you know, it's not about depending on each other as much as it is or was. It still is about depending on God. Right. You know? Right. But, uh, yeah, I definitely had some false, uh, expectations and thought processes back then that you do when you're 21, 22 years old. Yes, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: yes, absolutely.
2: And I I think I would say, um, you know, when we got married, we didn't get married where everything was just like, oh, it's Mm -hmm. this perfect wedding and perfect event and everyone was happy. It was not that at all. Mm -hmm. The hell began before we ever said I do. Wow. Um, When Patrick and I met, I was almost 17 and I was about to be a senior. And as soon as we met, we immediately connected and just felt like this is more than just you know, a dating relationship, or, you know, we really felt like that the Lord had brought us together. And so, you know, as young people do, you just like, let's put the pedal to the floor and get this thing going. You right, know? right. And so we immediately wanted to just, you know, go to the next step in our relationship. We wanted to get engaged and, you know, just let's hurry up. I wanted to hurry up and finish school so I could hurry up and get married and, you know, have this perfect happily ever after. And um, we immediately at first, my my family really liked him. They embraced him. But then I think, you know, looking back now as a mom of older daughters, I think I could see where we were spending so much time together and we wanted to be together constantly that it was um, it was bothering my mother. Mainly, my dad didn't really care. He was, you know, kind of the quiet guy. You know, my mom was really the more outspoken, kind of the leader. Uh, Cause my dad had a lot of health issues. So my mom had to lead a lot in the relationship and um, she, when we started talking serious, she started raising flags. You're too young. You can't do that. You can't leave me. And, hmm. um, and I thought she was just being selfish. Um, I can see now from a mom of a 22 year old that it's a hard transition. Mm-hmm. I know for a mom, uh, for her daughter to go from being a child to an adult. It is for both of us, you know, it's a, mm. It's it's tough. You know, you got to release, you know, and let them, you know, leave and cleave. And it's a very difficult process. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something that you really have to pray through to be able to do it right and healthy. And I think when she started getting upset that we were getting serious, she was like, y'all just need to break up. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I think she didn't really handle it right, didn't get any godly counsel. I think there could have been a better way to communicate. Right. And so immediately, of course, there's going to be resistance.
1: Yes. I'm like, are
2: you crazy? You know,
1: one thing too that's pretty important to know you're the only daughter.
2: Yeah. 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 I'm the only daughter. And, um, and I had an older brother. He was like six years older than me. So I was like 17 and he was like 23 and he was nowhere close to wanting to settle down. He didn't. my Both of my brothers actually married at age 30. So I left the home early in right. comparison to my brothers. So I think my mom thought she had a lot more time with me. And the thought of her time dwindling kind of freaked her out a little bit. And she didn't really know how to handle it. So she started pressing and um, just a lot of stuff started happening. We started really butting heads. And it got to the point where um it was just a fight. And so uh several times I would call him and come say, Come get me. Mm-hmm. I can't stay here another minute. We're fighting so bad. And I would pack a suitcase and he would get me and I would go stay at his parents' house and uh then it would my mom would call after a few days and apologize and I'd go home and then it would a month into a month later it would just start up again. You wow. know. And um, you know, I could look back and see some things that I did that I've learned now that I, I could have done differently. Yes. Uh, but I didn't understand. I had no understanding. I had no counsel. Right. Um, we tried to get counsel from one individual and um, he wasn't a professional counselor. He was just a, a pastor of a church and he really didn't know what to say. He just laughed while we told our story. And, you know, it
1: was like, <laughs> wow. wow, that's comforting. Yeah.
2: So we didn't <laughs> have any godly counsel and no one around us to tell wow. us how to do it right. And so, it was just a big fight. Wow. And so um this went on for I think we were engaged a year and the whole year we we were fighting. Yep. And um and it got to the point where I finally said the only thing I know to do is for us to get married and yes. then they will have to bless our union and they will my mother will stop trying to split us up. If we just get married, like let's get married, that fixes everything.
0: There we <laughs> go. There we go. So the foundation was already, there were some cracks and some issues within that foundation oh, yeah. Yeah. and foundation. So we're actually looking forward to, as we get into this interview and we our time is up, but we're looking forward to getting into this interview uh, next session. So, and we're going to get into some really awesome things with, with Patrick and Christy. Thank you guys for uh, sharing your hearts. And I'm looking forward to hearing from you what you got to still say about this thank you for listening to vital life connection with orrin rudolph for more information on other available teaching please visit our website at orinrudolph.com and follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash